This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Who is it? It's me, Snakes. I got the stuff. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. All right, Johnny. But what about my money? What money? AC said you had some dough for me. That a fact. How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. What do you mean? He's upstairs taking a bath. He'll call you when he gets out. Hey, I tell you what I'm going to give you, Snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Good evening, Patriots. This is the Gunny back with you this evening. And the show that we have tonight has been in work for a couple of months because that's how important it is for those Americans that understand their rights. Freedom of speech, number one. The right to bear arms, number two. You cannot and will never have freedom of speech without number two. That's how important having a gun to protect yourself is. So on the show tonight, we're going to talk about why gun control in America is a communist threat. That's what it is. It's communism infiltrated in this country, and they're threatening to take the guns away. The need for self-defense will never die. We have to be able to protect ourselves, even from the government, if need be. How often does citizens in our country use guns to actually stop violence? I got a video that I'm going to play tonight. It's about five minutes long, but every minute of it is worth it. If you didn't hear this video, then you're losing. You're missing out and understanding the value of what the forefathers of this country determined why we have to have guns in this country. Also, going to talk about Biden. Seven ways Biden could go at it alone on gun violence and prevention. The president thinks 
in this country that he has control of this violence and this prevention. He does not. The Constitution is what controls violence and prevention from the deaths by guns. Constitutional right. It's really that simple. But Biden wants to determine as president-elect his seven ways that he can do this without the Constitution, without the Senate, without the House, without the legislation, without the judicial system. If you don't believe me, you got to check it out because it's true. What this man and his administration plans on doing about the Second Amendment in this country. Last but not least, Bonehead Award. This is a good one. This is people that have no clue about guns and the value of the Second Amendment. And this is the crap that spews out of their mouth. So you don't want to miss this one. The Bonehead of Award tonight is going to be awesome. So why are the communists trying to take away your guns? Because it's part of the plan. If you don't have a gun, you can't defend yourself, then you have no choice but to take whatever they shove down your throat. It's really that simple. We can stand up as Americans and support our rights from local, state, and federal, or we can cave in and let these lunatics run this country into the ground and expect us to just sit around and do nothing about it. So the need for self-defense will never die. This is from the Federalists. It's a good website, very good people. They write lots of great articles about America. And this one is called The Need for Self-Defense Will Never Die. Many people attempt to delude themselves suggesting that the right to bear arms is a relic of another time. They insist we have changed and have made progress enough to toss aside those old principles from another area or another era. What they're talking about is the Second Amendment was put in place when they had muskets. So they'll come up with all kinds of excuses. But this is how they think. That, oh, that's old stuff. we got to move forward. There is but one question that we have to ask ourselves in response. In light of the insane use of weapons by evil people that have happened over the last decade or so, how much can we truly claim to have changed? Nothing. Evil has not changed. The reason we have guns is because of the evil. And because of the violence that will attack you personally. These acts were as savage and evil as many in our history. Our protectors, valiant as they are, talking about the police, cannot prevent these acts of brutality until it's already too late. No law or institution has done anything to stop the wolves from preying on us and is clearly demonstrated by the attacks in Paris and Brussels. These people have strict gun laws, and they cannot do anything about it. 
the grim, horrifying truth remains unchanged. We, each of us, are our only protectors in this country. It's been that way since the country started, and it's going to stay that way. We are the only protectors of our family and our environment. We can't rely on the government on any stance. It's nice that we have police. It's great that they can intervene and catch criminals and arrest them and put them in the judicial system. But on average, depending on where you live, it can take anywhere from 7 to 30 minutes for a police officer to get to your house. With that said, let's talk about how often do citizens use guns to stop the violence. So if this is true, that we have guns to protect ourselves, then there should be evidence of people using these weapons to not only save their lives, but save other people's lives from these evil perpetrators that are coming after you. So this is from Just Facts. You got to go to this website if you've never been there because that's what they talk about, just the facts. They're not biased whatsoever. They pull statistics from the FBI, from the CIA, from everywhere on what is the truth about guns and how guns are being used to stop the growing, tremendously growing violence in this country. So this particular article and video is by James D. Agresti. And again, just facts. And if you go to their website, you can see this video or you can go to the show notes in the podcast, click on the link, and then you're going to listen to something that you may or may not ever heard in your life, but it's absolutely important. So take a listen to this. The right to bear arms. Do citizens really use it as a means of defense? Exactly how often are guns used to stop violence? Let's look at just facts. In a New York Times column, Nicholas Kristof claims it is true that guns are occasionally used to stop violence, but contrary to what the National Rifle Association suggests, this is rare. One study by the Violence Policy Center found that in 2012, there were 259 justifiable homicides by a private citizen using a firearm. Kristoff makes a major and common error by assuming that firearms only stop violence when they are used to kill criminals. However, the purpose of having a gun for defense is not to kill criminals, but to prevent them from killing or harming others. As the National Academies of Sciences explains in a 300-plus page analysis of firearm studies, effective defense of gun use need not ever lead the perpetrator to be wounded or killed. Rather, to assess the benefits of self-defense, one needs to measure crime and injury averted. The particular outcome of an offender is of little relevance. In fact, a range of credible data suggests that civilians use guns to stop violence more than 100,000 times per year and rarely even fire them because criminals typically flee when they find that their targets are armed. A 1995 paper in the Journal of Criminal Law and Criminology found that at least 0.5% of households over the previous five years had members who had used a gun for defense during a situation in which they thought someone almost certainly would have been killed had they not used a gun for protection. 
applied to the U.S. population using standard scientific methods, this amounts to at least 162,000 saved lives per year, excluding all military service, police work, or work as a security guard. Since this data is from the 1990s and is based on people's subjective views of what would have happened if they did not use a gun, it should be taken with a grain of salt. However, the same survey found that the number of people who used a gun for self-defense was about six times greater than the number who said that using a gun almost certainly saved a life. This amounts to at least 1,029,615 defensive gun uses per year. That study, which is one of several we'll discuss, was conducted by pro-gun researchers Gary Kleck and Mark Gertz. Yet even anti-gun criminologist Marvin E. Wolfgang praised it, writing, I am as strong a gun control advocate as can be found among the criminologists in this country. Nonetheless, the methodological soundness of the current Gleck and Gertz study is clear. I cannot further debate it. It impresses me for the caution the authors exercise and the elaborate nuances they examine methodologically. I do not like their conclusions that having a gun can be useful, but I cannot fault their methodology. Furthermore, other credible studies provide evidence that defensive gun uses are much more common than the New York Times leads their readers to believe. Anti-gun researcher David McDowell and others conducted a major study of defensive gun use that was published by the Journal of Quantitative Criminology in 2000. Their results imply that U.S. civilians defend themselves and others from crime at least 990,000 times per year. Likewise, a 1994 study by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that Americans use guns to frighten away intruders who are breaking into their homes about 498,000 times per year. And in 2013, President Obama ordered his administration to conduct responsive research into the causes of gun violence and the ways to prevent it. Obama's agencies then tasked the Institute of Medicine and National Research Council to convene a committee of experts to develop a potential research agenda focusing on the public health aspects of firearm-related violence. This committee studied the issue of defensive gun use and reported, defensive use of guns by crime victims is a common occurrence, although the exact number remains disputed. Almost all national survey estimates indicate that defensive gun uses by victims are at least as common as offensive uses by criminals, with estimates of annual uses ranging from about 500,000 to more than 3 million. Studies that directly assessed the effect of actual defensive uses of guns have found consistently lower injury rates among gun-using crime victims compared with victims who used other self-protective strategies. All this credible data reveals that 259 figure is way off target. And by misleading his readers to believe that guns are rarely used to stop violence, Kristoff and his editors at the Times could discourage people who might otherwise save lives from ever getting the firearms that would empower them to do so. I'm Amanda Reed Sheik, here with Just Facts. For thorough documentation of every fact in this video, Read the article, How Often Do Citizens Use Guns to Stop Violence, at JustFactsDaily.com. As you can see, I can sit here and spew all of this stuff out. But I don't have to, because there's great Americans in this country that do their homework and try very hard to get this information out to the American people. But because of the rotten media that we have, the truth will never, ever come out on the media. So you have to do the research. 
And this information that you're getting from this podcast is very valuable when you start talking to legislators and you start talking to people that say, well, you know, we got to get rid of the war machine guns on the streets. A gun is a gun. It's not about the weapon. It's about the person behind the weapon. We've heard that over and over again, yet the communists don't care because they don't have the power if you have a gun. And here's the proof. President-elect, supposedly, at least that's what he wants to say, Biden has determined that there are seven ways he can do this and regulate guns or take them away from you without even having any of you vote whatsoever. And this is from an article on The Trace, which I absolutely hate, because they say they're the only newsroom dedicated to reporting on gun violence. That's a lie. That is a lie. The FBI, everybody talks about it over and over again. But because they're a left-wing leaning towards their agenda, this is what they tell you. Implementing an all-of-government approach to gun violence reduction. All government. So they want to bring in all government agencies to stop gun violence. What they really mean is bring all government agencies in and take your guns from you to protect yourself. And this is what they say. On day one, Biden could sign an executive order creating a Interagency Task Force on Gun Violence Prevention. Such a task force could bring together the White House, the Department of Justice, the Department of Health and Human Services, and any federal agency that touches gun violence with the goal of coordinating the national response. Every federal agency that may have a stake in at least one aspect of gun violence coming together in an effort that's Coordinated by the White House. That's the red flag. Coordinated by the White House, by this insane communist person named Biden. And that has the imperator of the White House importance. That's the importance of the White House to Biden. To take it away. What they're really beginning to say, what is the problem? What exactly does it look like? How does it impact different communities? And what are the levers that we have in the federal government to be able to better address the problem? This is what they're talking about. But this is not what's behind the scenes. Behind the scenes is an effort, a tremendous effort, to take away the constitutional rights of Americans and turn this country into a dictator, communist regime where they have control. They can and will never, ever control violence in this country with the way they're talking about. Such a coordinated government-wide approach to combating gun violence has never been done before. I think it would be a really meaningful early step that would set the administration up to be able to develop a strong plan for addressing violence. 
this is the stuff that they spew out. And then when they get elected, all of this goes out the window. It all goes out the window. So let's look at some of the statistics on, quote, gun violence and gun deaths in America. 2014, these are total gun deaths associated with murders, homicides, just homicides. 12,278, 2014. 2015, 13,780. 2016, 15,318. 2017, 15,195. 2018, 14,231. These are murders by criminals with guns. It's not that many people. But they make it like this huge, gigantic problem. The reason that there's not that many people is because we have guns and we protect ourselves. So compare this. In 2010, there were 32,885 automobile deaths, people that died in one year in an automobile. Not 1910, 2010. Twice as many people die in an automobile in this country than people that are murdered by guns. That's not the narrative that they want to tell you about. And if you really want to go check out the absolute tremendous crap that these people plan on doing, you can go to joebiden.com slash gunsafety. JoeBiden.com slash gun safety and read what they plan on doing. And I can put it in a nutshell, in one sentence. They are going to take your gun away from you. It's really, really that simple. So I'm going to bring to you a video clip that was done in May of 20 of 2016. This was during the Obama presidency. What makes this interesting is this aired on NBC, a major media channel, in May of 2016. Once you hear this, you're going to go, wait a minute, there is no way you would ever get any of this information on the main media today. It's because they are now owned by the communists, and they will not talk about the truth. So listen up to this. Few issues in American life are more divisive and misunderstood than guns. So let's take a minute to clear up some misconceptions. Number one, background checks don't apply to gun shows. The so-called gun show loophole is a misnomer at best. All federally licensed sellers must run background checks on buyers. That covers deals at stores, online, and at these shows, which are basically marketplaces where licensed dealers get together. There are exceptions, but they have more to do with who does the selling. People who sell guns infrequently to relatives or friends don't need a license and therefore aren't required by federal law to do background checks. They make up a small minority of sellers at gun shows, and in some states, this private sale exception has been eliminated. Number two, anyone can buy an automatic weapon. Not true. Automatic weapons, those that fire repeatedly with a single pull of the trigger, 
are illegal in most cases. You can't make, buy, or sell one without permission from the federal government. But the same does not apply to semi-automatic guns, those that require a trigger pull for each shot. Some types of semi-automatic guns, labeled assault weapons for features such as detachable magazines and pistol grips, have been subject to bans. The definition and laws regarding them vary from state to state. They are among the most common guns in America. Number three, most gun deaths are homicides, not by a long shot. While we tend to think of fatal shootings as murders, far more people kill themselves with guns. It's been that way for decades. In recent years, the gap has widened as the rate of gun homicides has fallen and the rate of gun suicides has gone up. For example, in 2014, 33,000 people were killed by firearms in the United States. Of that total, 21,000 were suicides and 11,000 were homicides. Lately, as the overall suicide rate increases, researchers are working to measure the link to guns. I told a friend of mine the other day that I feel like I'm in the twilight zone, that the America that I grew up in is now just some distant past, some relevant country that doesn't exist anymore. And then he said, wrong. And it's proof. We got people in America that understand the Constitution and the protection of themselves, and they're buying weapons at an astronomical rate in this country, which to me is one of the best ways to continue the freedoms that we have in this country. However, they want to deny every bit of this. Well, let me tell you about the FBI NICS statistics. 2020 breaks all the records. They conducted 3.3 3 million background checks in October of this year, breaking the record for the month of October by nearly a million checks. Each month in 2020 has broken the record for background checks in that month. October was the fifth busiest month ever in the NICS office, which has now run 32 million background checks in this year alone. 32 million. We, the American people, broke the annual record last month. This year has now seen 13% more checks than the previous busiest years for the NICS office. 32 million background checks so far. That's good news. Like I said, to be able to protect the freedom of speech, you got to have the Second Amendment. No amount of money spent by self-righteous billionaires, professionals, volunteers, bust-in protesters, or bought and paid for politicians can ever conceal this truth. There are tens of millions of law-abiding gun owners in this country collectively. They own hundreds of millions of firearms, including more than 18 million semi-automatic rifles. That is the truth. And I don't know about you, but if I got elected president and I had any of these communist ideas, I would be scared to wake up every day because the people... Know the truth, and you will not 
run this country with your Marxist, communist control ideas because the Constitution says, we the people. It's really that simple. Awesome. Let's go in to the Bonehead Award and just debunk everything that these Democrats and communist people are talking because when they talk, you can't help but laugh because they don't have a freaking clue of what it means to protect yourself. So take a good listen at these boneheads. Not one, multiple boneheads. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Anyone objects to getting rid of automatic weapons. Automatic weapons, they're not for hunting. They do nothing. They're not, they're only there to kill. And you'll notice that a lot of the things that have happened, happened with automatic weapons. When we see that, why don't we say, you know, who really needs to have one other than people who are at, at war? Yeah, what is it? Truly automatic weapons, we don't have. You know, we banned truly automatic weapons, I think, in 1930. Right, but we still got a lot of them, right? Come yeah, on. Well, what we have is not automatic weapons, though. We have semi automatic. So they fire in a fairly fast sequence, but you can't pull the trigger and they come like a machine gun. Those are, okay. those are no longer but out. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what it is. There's no reason, in my opinion, to have them. You want to have a hunting rifle? Great. You want to have a handgun? Do you really think the Second Amendment is in the Constitution to guarantee hunting and target shooting? Do you really think that's what the Second Amendment is? I think the Second Amendment is in the Constitution so that we can have muskets when uh, the British people come over in 1800. I don't think it's in the Constitution to have assault weapons in the year 2000. But I'm wrong, I guess. But that would ban most pistols. That would ban most... No, but pistols are different. You have to pull the trigger each time. An assault weapon, you basically hold it, goes... This is a ghost gun. This right here has ability with a 30 caliber clip to disperse with 30 bullets within half a second. 30 magazine clip in half a second. These new 3D printers, which can be purchased for about $1,000, allow guns to be made, perfectly functioning, firing guns, without any metal. It's legal to hunt humans with 15 round, 30 round, even 150 round magazines. If you own a gun, keep that gun. Um, nobody wants to take it away from you. At least I, I don't want to do that. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. There's so many comments you can pull out of that and just shake your head. There's two of them specifically I want to bring up. One of them is 3D printers. I'm going to be able to buy a 3D printer and print a gun. Yep, I can't wait. I don't have to go and buy it. I don't have to go to a gun show. I can sit in the luxury air-conditioned home, run my 3D printer, and make me an assault rifle. Boy, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Number two, Diane Feinstein. What an outstanding American this person is. We go around and hunt humans. <laughs> you, just, you, you have to laugh about it. We're going to go hunt humans. That's what we do. We get guns so we can go around and hunt humans. Incredible what these people talk about. The good news is 
I don't think anybody on that side has any rational idea. And because they don't, they have no way of standing up against the Second Amendment. That's the good news. The second part of this good news is we're buying guns at a rate never heard of before in this country. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to own a gun. What I'm saying here is it is your right to own a gun and to protect yourself. And the government can't do a damn thing about it. And I have to say this because I say it all the time when it relates to my guns and my family and my protection. Charleston Heston was the president of the NRA at one time. And he went and spoke. And on the stage, he held up a musket and he said, real simple, from my cold, dead hands. That is the only way this federal government in America will ever take the gun from me is through my cold, dead hands. And that's how we all have to look at it today. And it's, we're in the middle of it. It's happening and we see it constantly. I want to go ahead and plug in vital Veterans in Defense of Liberty. If you're a veteran, go join Vital, vitalamerica.org, Veterans in Defense of Liberty, and stand up in your country, stand up in your state, and help us teach the Constitution and the rights that we have so people can get the truth and get this crap that's been brought to them in the education system out of their minds and get them off of this, what I call the communist peel. Also, the Convention of States, conventionofstates.com is an organization standing up with the grassroots so we can get together the states and bypass the federal government and put in the appropriate amendments, recommend amendments to the Constitution that is missing, that is necessary to control this federal government from spending to the size to term limits. You got to check them out. And last but not least, Stand up, show up, and speak up. Take this knowledge that I'm feeding you and listen to it, absorb it, because it's the truth. It's what America is. It's the real truth and not what the media wants to plug into your mind. Have a great evening. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast. Get this information out far and wide. Facebook, Twitter, whatever you guys use, help me to help you to help America to get us back on track. Love you. This is the Gunny out.